Well, welcome to Pastors on Pop, episode 16, where we're talking the Avs win the Stanley Cup, Kadri, and the Muslim faith. Welcome to our podcast. Hello, James. Good to have you today. Matt, good to be here, buddy. We are rocking and rolling on this podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, the Avs won the Stanley Cup, which was awesome. Yeah. So that's your first experience living in a city where uh, they had a good hockey team that won the Cup. So kind of how did you take it all in? So I I, I, I learned a lot about hockey during the season because okay. I, 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 I grew up a baseball guy and football. So and so just, just watching hockey and just understanding and keeping keeping an eye on the puck was, was a challenge. But, man, it, it – it was just so exciting, and and even hearing people say things about about the Avs, and then looking for it, like how fast they were, yep, and how and 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 then once they give you that clue, it's like, oh yeah, they're way faster than even the Lightning. That's a that's a little <laughs> ironic, isn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was, man. I was so pumped. So you know, I I grew up playing hockey. Yeah. And in 96, uh, you know, uh, the Avs won it all the first time. And that was so exciting because um, <laughs> I went to the first ever game, actually. The first wow. ever Avalanche game I was at. And I had gotten my uh, wisdom teeth removed that morning. <laughs> so I was hopped up on drugs and went to the game and celebrated. But, yeah, I, w I still have the ticket at home. It's really cool. Oh. And then when they, they won again a few years later and just the rivalry of the – Red Wings and actually ESPN has a new uh, 30 for 30 series or whatever okay, they do okay. called Unrivaled. You should check yeah. it out. It like details the Avs Red Wings five years and it. Yeah, it's brutal. It's I mean, just like just reliving all of that. But man, so much excitement. So we were on vacation as all the games were playing out and it didn't matter where we were at. Um, we were in the Eastern time zone. So at 8 p.m. during game night, it's <laughs> everything just had to stop. So we watched the Avs in the Bahamas. We watched it in Kentucky. Uh, you know, yeah. So it was, it so was a good. fun time. So excited. And my and kind of the cool thing through all of this is that my daughter, Mercy, who's nine years old, uh, has become a huge Avs fan yeah. this season. So we had the the opportunity <laughs> to go uh, to quite a few Avs games this year. Um, I just decided at the beginning of this year, I don't know if I told you this, but I, I decided at the beginning of this year to become the yes guy. Yeah. That if you had tickets and you were offering tickets and you came to me, I was just going to say yes and then figure it out later. <laughs> because I wanted to be the guy like, hey, we have these extra tickets. Who would you call? We should call Matt. Yeah, he always, he always yes. takes them. <laughs> yeah. And so I wanted to be that guy. So uh, I went to so many Avs games this year on people giving me tickets that the Avs season ticket office actually called me and said, hey, we've seen that you've come to quite a few Avs games this year. We can actually, we think that we can save you some money by coming to season <laughs> ticket holder. And I said to the guy, I said to the guy, unlikely, but go ahead and try. And so um, I'm not a season ticket holder yet, but they, they almost got me. That's uh, awesome. I just love hockey. So yeah. uh, one of the most intense parts of the whole uh, Stanley Cup run the 16 wins that the Avs had was the second series against the Blues. Yeah. And uh, Naz Kadri, and, um, who is kind of this like polarizing figure in hockey anyways, he's the guy that you love to have on the team, <laughs> you know, but you hate to play against. Like uh, 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 Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman yeah. or Bill Romanowski yep. in football. Yeah, yep. that guy. So that's, yep. who, that's who Naz is, right? <laughs> and uh, in a play that was actually legal and yeah. nothing wrong with it, um, the Blues goalie gets hurt. Uh, Bennington and is out for the series and afterwards I don't know if you saw in the interview 
where the goalie, Naz was actually talking about it, and Bennington actually threw a water bottle at him during no. his on TV interview. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like this is getting it's intense. not over. It's not over. <laughs> and then afterwards, um, all of the hate that was yeah. that really came out of St. Louis, but for blues fan in general, um, and probably not the majority of blues fans, right? Just the yeah. rowdy loud ones. Um, and just the hate that came after Kadri. And a lot of the hate had to do with him being of Middle Eastern descent, his grandparents from, from Lebanon, and him being a Muslim in his faith. And so, um, I mean, you probably saw a lot yeah. of this. So what was your what was your reaction as you saw all this taking place on... Because it was all over the place oh, here in yeah. Denver. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it just uh, saddened me, like, the how how the the argument became became a base argument that mm. wasn't even part of the equation right yeah. so i mean whether 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 it was it, it was it was illegal or whether it was like an unethical thing and you know and yeah. i mean like like those those uh, those arguments always exist yeah. but but to go so low and and you know the death threats and all that and it was just like it's like which it shouldn't surprise us with the kind of where our country's been in the last couple of years right you know but but yeah yeah like come on guys like there there's more to this this conversation like a higher level that you could have taken this yeah i mean absolutely when when the hotel in st louis um had to have uh armed yeah. policemen outside yeah. to protect the players and then i don't know if you saw the abs taking the bus to the game but there was uh four police units yeah. around the bus it was like wow this <laughs> has gotten out of control Serious. like there's a level of hockey that's just like you know chaos and you yeah. just accept it yeah. uh, but this even took it beyond that and so uh you know kadri re has this total amazing awesome game where he scores a hat tricks the next game yeah. and and the Avs, uh, you know, eventually win against the Blues, um, and then you know move on and smash the Oilers in four games, and then beat the Lightning, and they become the champions of the Cup, and uh, which is just an awesome presentation. And then, have you seen some of the videos that have come out afterwards of them like hauling around town? And oh yeah, all of that like so funny. <laughs> is, I can't remember. I think it was Ryan Murray, one of the defensemen. He's at a bar, and he's apparently had a little bit too much to drink, but he raises the Stanley Cup like in triumph, you know? And the thing weighs 35 pounds, yeah. and he raises it, and he loses his balance, and he just no. falls <laughs> straight backwards. <laughs> so, yeah, they were the fastest team to damage the cup, uh, yeah. you know, when uh, Obey Kubel dropped yeah. it on the ice and dented it during the ceremony. It was, yeah, so in all of that, uh, Kadri becomes um, the first Muslim person yeah. and the first person of Lebanese descent uh, to win the Stanley Cup, which is kind of a neat thing, I guess, uh, in the world that we live in. And it just got me uh, really thinking because we as a church actually have um, an initiative happening in Lebanon right now yeah. with the Lebanese and uh, particularly the Syrian refugees who are living in Lebanon. And a lot of our work is around or with those of Muslim faith. And um, as we're trying to bring the hope of Jesus into into the society, and so I just thought it would be uh, kind of good to just talk through kind of the Christian and Muslim worldviews and yeah. and how they are different, and how you and I uh, could probably go up to Kadri on the street and have an honest conversation with him, even though our faith perspectives are so much 
different in this world. And so um, I know that this is uh, a huge um, kind of passion piece for you, just yeah. worldviews, and uh, particularly when it comes to religion and faith. And so I thought I'd just kind of turn it over to you and let's just have a conversation about it. Hey, my name is Matt Manning and I am the senior pastor here at Crossroads Church. And hopefully you are loving what you're listening to today. If you are, we would love for you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a comment. We read all of them. And if you like it, we'd love for you to share this with a friend. Every week we get together as a church to celebrate what God is doing. And you can join us every Sunday at 8.30, 10 and 11.30 online or in-house. Let's get back to the podcast. Right on. Yeah. So it, it's a, a a huge issue for me because when I when I became a Christian, um, I, I I I kind of uh, planned out how how I I look for God. Yeah. Um, with, and you came to faith later in life. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. Late at, teenager, early twenties. Yep. 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 And so so the the a construct that that I built was who is God, mm-hmm. who are we, hu- humankind? What's the problem? And what's the prescribed solution? So I just, as a, as a twenty, a twenty, a twenty, a twenty, a year, a year, a year old, like I, I, I built that framework, and then I started looking at different religions and worldviews to to answer those questions um, for, uh, for for me. And uh, and and you were living in California, so like yeah, I, every worldview is available. Yeah, we had a parade <laughs> and a worldview for everything, right? right? So yeah, it was all on the table, and. Uh, and which which I really appreciated it because it gave me respect for people and different different worldviews, which a lot of it was really cultural, right? I mean, like India and Hinduism and and Asia and and parts of India with Buddhism, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, like there's a geographic cultural component to it, but then there's the the actual worldview piece of it. So it, and it kind of dove, dovetails because right now at Crossroads Church, uh, me and a a, t- a team of people are are writing all of this discipleship, the spiritual growth content. So yeah. we're 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 just just hammering this stuff out. And I just wrote some on Islam, on humanism, mm-hmm. and Buddhism, and then one on Christianity. And just co- re- really went uh, back to my twenty uh, year old James, my my framework to look at those. And um and so so it's so it's all super fresh for me. But yeah. but with with with. Islam, the the primary problem is that 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 we lack knowledge, that we're ignorant. Mm-hmm. So Islam um, uh, uh, gives us give us the uh, guidelines on how to live in order to pre to to please God or Allah, and it it's really clear. There's 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 a five pillars. Like you have to live by these five pillars yeah. just to get invited in. Yeah, and then Allah will look at your life beyond that and he'll kind of do a thumb up thumb down and kinda really like, uh gladiator totally the yeah. yeah yep yep <laughs> exactly yeah that's a scary day oh totally and 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 yet the the like 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 kind of uh, revisiting it 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 made me think about it today because islam is is one of the fastest growing if not the fastest growing religion in the world uh-huh. and um, and i think a lot of that has to do with the discipline yeah of of the like when it comes to Islam, it legitimately costs you time, resource, you yeah. know, in a way that is um, based in, I would say, like a fear, yeah. right? Like if you don't, if you don't yeah. live this out, then Allah gives you the thumbs down and it's it's over for you. And so yeah. there's there is a real discipline to it, More yeah, out of fear, but I think a real discipline. Yeah, and and yet the 
attraction that I perceive is is that it's clear. Yeah. That 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 here are the guidelines and live by these, which 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 uh, for me feels, um, although it's clear, it's also it's also like binding. Yeah. Almost a form of slavery. Does it make sense? Because because these are the guidelines that you live by, and you contrast that with Christianity. Yeah. That teaches. The problem is that you're sinful by 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 nature and by personal choice. Yep, that's the problem. And then Jesus came and he he laid down his life and paid it in full. Yes. So, so you're free. Period. Mm-hmm. Not a judgment day that's coming. And the contrast is, so live your life responsively. Yeah. To this God who did all this for you, but then people ask the question: So what should we be doing? It's like love people and love God. Yeah. And but we we the way that con- Jesus did it for you, yeah. <laughs> and we're so confused and paralyzed by that. We're like in Islam, it's really clear. It's like wear this, pray at these times throughout the day, go to Mecca once in your lifetime, like do these things, and it's crystal clear. And that's so attractive. Where grace and living responsibly is 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 somehow something that culturally people like aren't just lining up to receive. I mean, like if, like if, if we had free Slurpees today, we'd leave here and get, sl- right? Because right. it's, it's a free Slurpee. Yes. Yes. Like, you, so, so the, the contrast of that has, has kind of boggled my mind mm. and yet it's so attractive, which, which uh, makes me wonder what the attraction is for human beings to want a clear solution. And maybe it's, the, maybe it's the fact that, that in Islam and a lot of religions that, that there's a system and but you're actually still in control. Oh. Does it make yeah. sense? So like so so the buck really does stop with you or with Christianity it's like it's all Jesus. Yeah. Like he did it. And yeah. and I just received that and I know like in pastoral care and stuff like a lot of people struggle with like I'm just trying to pay Jesus back. Yeah. And it's like yeah bro it's like you don't he he didn't even show you the receipt. Yeah. Because right. you, you, you can't too many zeros, right? Yeah, I tell people all the time, <laughs> you know, that when it comes to having a savior in Jesus, I don't need a savior because I, I might die tonight. Yeah, I need a savior because I'm probably going to live tomorrow. Oh wow, that's you know, great. and yeah. that there is this reality that that my uh, debt, right, outside of Jesus, can just continue to pile up. Yeah, um, because of the sin of my life, and to have a savior who goes canceled. You know, you yeah. don't owe that to me anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is a lot of freedom in that. And I wonder, like you said, that if it has to do with, like, control, you know, like, this isn't, like, for us to, and it's so culturally ingrained, at least in us as Americans, I don't know the rest of the world, but as Americans, like, like if I give you a surprise gift on Christmas and you're not expecting to get a gift from me, like, your f- first thought is, like, yeah. not like, oh, man, you gave me this gift. Your Here's first- my car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dang it! Another person I have to buy a gift from, right? Yeah, and so it's like this: like we don't know what it's actually like to receive a gift. And I think that, well, maybe I'll just ask you: um, why do you think it is that we have such a a hard time living in freedom? Like, what is it that that we're scared to to live in the freedom that's given to us? Oh gosh, because right, because it's not just spiritually. I mean, even in like our um, work lives and our home lives. Like, uh, that, that, you know, just tell me what to do. Yes. Like is so much a part of, of who we are as a culture and as a, as people. And ironically, it's not in our teenagers, (laughs) (laughs) but we try to beat it into them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and, 
And you see it all throughout the Bible, like in the Old Testament, like God delivers his people from Egypt. They're yeah. free. Yeah. They're free. And and then they they tell Moses, go up on the mountain and find out what God wants us to do and we'll do it. Yeah. Like we we don't want to know God. We just want to be obedient to him. Yeah. That's that's religion. Does it make sense? Or or we we want a physical king to rule us like the other nations that their kings oppress them. Yeah, that sounds better than <laughs> right. better than following a God that loves us and has has proven has a track record of of setting people free. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's always it's that, you know, our our fear of freedom, you know. And I th- I think maybe it's actually that is the fear of freedom is that we know our propensity yeah. to cause pain and to bring sin into the world and mistakes, you know, however we want to define those. And to be going, man, I get ultimate freedom in this is just asking me to mess up. <laughs> yeah. And and Paul... Matt, Matt, can you put your mic a bit closer to your face? It got bumped away. Um, so you might not find anything. Maybe I'm just more animated. <laughs> there we go. Is that better? That's much better. Do you want me to say anything on repeat? Uh, just kind of continue the conversation. All right. So, so like, like Paul in a Romans, like uh, talks about like how Abraham was saved by faith before he did anything. Right. And then he uh, builds this, this, this argument, like for uh, some people to say, well, if I'm saved by, 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 by faith, then I'll just sin more. So grace can abound. And Paul's like, that's not really how it works. Right. Like, by no means. Yeah. Right. Like, no, no, no. Like <laughs> you're missing it. Yeah. But, but there's, but there's something about clear guidelines. Yeah. That I think, um, yeah, the like we 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 gravitate to those in some areas, but we we don't in others, right? Like our teenagers don't. Like when I when I when I unbox something that I have to assemble, yeah. Like I don't go right to the instructions, right? Like I, right. So yeah. there there's a, there's a gross inconsistency to humanity that 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 I still don't really understand in that. Right, and it probably comes from our nature, right? Of all of life is inconsistent. Yeah. Even the most disciplined of us have inconsistencies in our lives. Um, that really is a result of the sin yeah. within us in that. And what 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 really drew me to 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 the uniqueness of Jesus was um, like it it would be scary to live your whole life as 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 a faithful Muslim and you did these things, the pilgrimage, the prayers, and then but Allah ultimately is going to give you one of these and choose which heaven you go to yeah. and your fate where, or, or a Buddhism, you know, which, which I'm actually like, like a huge respecter of Buddhism. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful philosophy. Yeah. It just lacks um, a God or any real destination in the end. But that idea of you live your whole life hoping that you actually, like if you succeed, then the suffering that you brought into the world will cease to exist. Mm. But you don't actually ever get to know that in your lifetime. Does it make sense? Like, so, so, so there, there, there's a test, but you actually don't get to know if you passed or failed. Yeah. And so the, 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 the confusion in that and the, the hope that I heard about in Jesus, um, just, just made so much more sense to, uh, to me at, at a logic, but at a heart level too. It was, it, it was almost like if there is a God, this is, this is how I would hope that they would relate to broken people like me. Yeah. Does it make yeah. sense? So that was, that was 20 year old James. That yeah. was, that was the conclusion. Yeah. Is this is, if I had to choose one of these, 
Um, I'm going with the God who loves me. And 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 with with a little bit of kicking and screaming because I didn't like Christians. Yeah. Because because uh, Christians were super political and m- most what? of what they did on yeah on uh, TV and media. I think you shared with. Tell me if not if I'm making this up. Feel free. But. <laughs> I think you once shared with me that your only interactions with Christians as a kid is that you would go to like Christmas with your family or whatnot yeah. and the fights in the parking lot that would happen afterwards. Like it, that was your picture of Christians is that absolutely. they go and worship and then they fight in the parking lot trying yeah. to get home afterwards. Absolutely. Honking and yelling in in the uh, the car after a Christmas Eve service. And and as a kid, that picture was was in in my my head and, and then in my teenage years with the Christian coalition and moral majority, like those people showed up again. Mm. In, in suits on TV, try, you know, and so everything about Christianity apart from Jesus, yeah. like I wanted nothing to do with it, you know? So, yeah, so so uh, for me to admit that uh, Jesus, I think, is the way, yeah. gosh, it's like I, 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 had to, I had to put a jersey on that I wasn't comfortable. Like it, it hurt to do it. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, well, there was, there was a cost <laughs> to that, right? Yeah. It's one of the things that I'm reminded on in 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 our journeys to Lebanon or even to Africa that I've been on um, is that when it comes to the faith that we hold to, while it is fairly easy to be a Christian in the United States, increasingly it's getting more difficult, but nowhere near what the rest of the world experiences. Like in other places in the world, uh, it is, it is a real sacrifice. It is a real uh, choice um, that has a cost to it to become a Christian. And, you know, I've been back from, you know, I've gone to had the opportunity to go to Lebanon several times, and uh, when I come back, I, I speak about the Lebanese church, and there is a real purity to the Lebanese church. I mean, when you experience it, there's something beautiful. Every group that I've taken over there, um, they've had these moments of like the American church sucks yeah. um, because you see the church in this in this very pure state, and then what we experience here in America, and and there's just this like disconnect in it, and and so we talk through what that looks like and why it's there, and that's a whole discussion for another time. But when I come back and I share some of these stories, uh, people are just fascinated by them. And then they always ask the question, like, like how do we get to that kind of purity in the church? Like, yeah. like what would it look like? And I just tell them, start praying for persecution. Yeah. You know, like, like the persecution that comes um, solidifies what you believe or, or don't believe in your life, ultimately. And I think that that's, um, you, know, uh, you know, the world in which we we live where Islam is this fastest growing, like there is, there is a cost to that in many parts of the world still. I mean, as uh, Nazem Kadri found out to be a Muslim hockey player in a primarily, you know, uh, Euro Russian Canadian white uh, sport to be a Lebanese descent with Muslim faith uh, is not readily accepted Um, that him to live that out actually costs something. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Good discussion today. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. all that you're doing. Hey, maybe tell uh, the people um, about the stuff that you're working on with our discipleship and the modulars. And I think you wrote actually a blog on this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so we are uh, writing all the modules. Like, there's there's like 45 of them, which, but there's there's a lot of just great content there. But we're we're uh, posting four specific ones in the Crossroads blog, and uh, that's that's in the show notes today. But of of 
um, Islam, humanism, which which is is actually the the culture, the the religion of our culture, really. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Buddhism, which which with uh, Disney and a lot of other animation, it's it's so central as a philosophy that we're all exposed to, and then Christianity, and it's a super um, base level kind of way to look at those objectively. Like it it doesn't bash anybody. It just objectively th- this is the belief system, and uh, how do you in- interact with that? So so uh, those are on our blog in the sh- show notes for you to check out if you want to explore further into these um, from a a, a, a truth uh, perspective. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you for joining us today, whether you're listening uh, on your headphones or watching <laughs> us on YouTube or however you take in a podcast. I don't know. I know one of our staff members on a walk. So Michelle, thank you for listening uh, on your walk today. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. 